Hi, friends. I'm sharing these sessions with you because humanity really needs to understand how the dark side works through us. These are not normal times, and I keep saying this over and over. The infighting that humanity is experiencing is because of these external forces that we cannot see. Is it fair? No. Does it matter? No. In this next series, I want to, I really honestly consider an honor to work with Sierra. And this is the first of several sessions that we've done together. Sierra has endured many psychic attacks and she's wanting to find out why and to put an end to them. And this begs the question, who is Sierra and why are all of these nefarious beings so interested in her? When we first start working together, we can both see that there's countless soul fragments all over the place. These are soul pieces. These are not complete souls. We work on collecting them, helping them so that they can be restored and go home. The healing and self-preservation to the soul is key in all of this. This is a spiritual war. And I've started this podcast to address soul health. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. At the end of the day, it's really all about soul health and soul well-being. And this is a perfect example of what can happen to souls. Yes, this is scary. But remember, friends, with knowledge comes power. And once we know, we know. When I work with a client, we work as a team. There's power in numbers. By working as a team, we get to validate one another. And we can also say, you know what? This doesn't feel right to me. What about you? By allowing the client to participate, the client also gets to see firsthand what is affecting them in the unseen world. And this gives us our power back. Because again, once we know, we know. What I didn't share in this episode in the very beginning was the fact that even before we got started, the dark side, these nefarious beings showed up and tried to stop us. And in the very beginning, I wasn't sure how Sierra would react knowing to this. I had to feel it out a little bit, but, after, but I find out later that she's very much in tune to all of this stuff. As a result, my team and I had to go in and properly remove these dark beings before we could even get started. There were so many of them. And because of this, these soul pieces and soul fragments were released. They were freed. The dark side soul naps us bit by bit, piece by piece, and sometimes entire souls at a time. They're now freed. And you're going to hear in Sierra's astonishment, the sheer volume of what we were dealing with. Okay, so why does this happen? I want to share with you what I've learned over the years. And it's worth noting that when the beings who left the light of God, source, energy, the creator, divine, when they left that source, they left the energy source behind also. They no longer have access to the light of God. And this has put us in very precarious positions because they now need an alternative energy source or food source. And they found a really tasty one on this planet with humanity and even with animal souls. Let's look at it this way. We are third dimensional beings. We have a physical body. Time, space, and gravity is very important. This is what gives us our physicality. When we die, originally, we're supposed to leave the third dimension of the physicality 
and ascend to the fourth dimension as a step up transformer. So we can go to the fifth dimension and higher for our soul healing and soul restoration for the jobs that we do in the higher realms. But when these dark forces, the luciferic forces, albeit reptilians, grays, whatever you want to call them, it's the same thing. They just have different energetic signatures. When they left the light of God, they needed a step down transformer. They needed us. So they cast this net over that fourth dimension so that they can trap us and they can control us. But when we have a healthy soul and we have the knowledge that we have the power inside of us, they no longer have access to us. And that's why I do this work. We're removing these dark entities properly. Never bind, bury, or cast them away. Because when we do that, they can come back. We hand them off to the light beings. We hand them back to God, to source, to the energy source. Because when they are in the hands of the higher realms, then it's up to the higher realms to decide what happens. It's way above my pay grade. And it's way above any human's pay grade, really. But when we bind or bury them, they can break free and they come back at us or they can come back at your neighbors or they can come back anywhere. So by properly removing them is key. Recycling isn't going to fix this planet, guys. Removing the dark side will. But it's going to take all of us in a concentrated effort to do so. They've been left unchecked for millennia. All right. This piece here is when Sierra and I first start working together. All right. What are you seeing? Like all of these soul, like souls, they're like lights being drawn into the circle. Um. Are they soul fragments? It looks like it. Yeah, they're, they're pieces. Like, they're soul yeah, pieces or soul fragments. Like things stuck in time and space too, like fragments that were stuck and frozen. Yeah, they're all getting released. These soul fragments are pieces of souls that have been captured. They've been soul napped. And all of us have been heard, heard about people wanting or needing to, to do soul retrieval work well, why do we need to have soul retrieval work done? A lot of times people go to a shaman or some kind of spiritual practitioner for this. Why is this necessary? Because the dark side, be it the luciferic forces or whatever it is, pick your poison. They need the energy source and they're picking at us. And if they can get us to compromise ourselves, then we give them a piece of our soul unwittingly, unknowingly. And as we're going through these shows and these episodes, I'll be showing you examples of what a false contract looks like or a contract of omission looks like, because when these beings present themselves to us in these other um, astral realms, they are presenting contracts to us, but these contracts generally are not fair or just. There's missing elements and missing pieces to them. And if they can gain access to the human soul, that little bit can feed them for a long time. They can pick apart the souls. They can soul nap these souls. A small amount of soul energy can assist them for a very long while, but it's not hopeless. We can reclaim these soul pieces, these soul elements. And that's exactly what we did here today. It was a very large grouping. There could be soul pieces and elements of the same soul. They could be different souls. It's 
there were so many, it was really hard to figure out. And frankly, that's not where our time should be spent. We're supposed to be spending it cleaning things up, handing off these soul pieces to the light side. The light side can figure this out. This is what they are supposed to do. This is one of the reasons why the angelic realms is so important. Why are there so many? Um, they're seeing an opportunity for help. And before we, and I have a procedure and a protocol I use and all that stuff. I wasn't able to do what I normally do today. I had to start by collecting the riffraff. When I did that, all of those things that all those entities, those dark ones had access to all of these souls and soul pieces. So once I removed them, they could no longer hold on to them and they have been freed. And that's why they're coming in right now. When I removed the dark entities, these souls were then freed. It's not much different than the concept of prisoners of war. I'm always talking about the concept of as above, so below. What exists in our dimension can exist in other dimensions. This concept of prisoners of war, when the captors have been removed, the prisoners are freed. I then put them in a containment field, the dark side, so that they cannot run away or harm us or harm those souls. Safety is always, always, always my first priority for my client, for the souls that we're rescuing, and for myself. In this instance, the dark side knew I was coming and I had to switch up my normal protocols pretty fast. They knew who I was. They tried to get Sierra to stop from contacting me and reaching out. It took her a long time to do this, I found out later. And they knew, as I said, they knew who I was and what was about to happen to them. So they tried to attack me at just as Sierra and I had connected. And those attacks that I can sometimes feel in myself are usually in the form of choking or something like that. I was able to remove them. It wasn't that big of a deal. I was able to remove the lion's share of the dark beings right away, but I could also see that something was missed. And I asked Sierra if she noticed it too. This form of validation is extremely important in the unseen world. Again, we're dealing with the non-tangible, non-physical realms. So having a second set of eyes is always important. I'm seeing a lot of different species in that tetrahedron. It's just not just, you know, just reptilian, so to speak. When you look at the water, how do you feel? Scared. Okay. Okay. Um, there's something in there that's still hiding. That's why I was asking. Do you want to see with me or do you want me just to remove it? While we were looking around, Sierra and I are in our own form of protection. And as she looks around, she is never ever leaving this space. We can see out, but these dark beings cannot see in, they cannot see us. And we both see them and we examine who or what could they be. And I always tell my clients that there's many ways to see. We see with our eyes, we see with our ears, we see with our, our psychic eye, our third eye. We even see with our emotions. How does something feel? Do you really want to go down that dark path by yourself or would it feel creepy? 
our into that's an intuitive ability and that intuition is something that a healthy soul always works on developing there's many ways we can develop our intuition one of them is is you can put down pieces of paper with words on it and feel the energy of the word to see if you pick up the right one it's a form of a spiritual practice a pendulum is also a similar way you can do that but just start to learn to trust your intuition keep a, a journal or a diary or a log of when you're testing your intuition what you were doing what was happening and what was the outcome we're not going to be 100 right all the time that's okay but the more we practice the better our odds are and there's these caverns in there okay and i just want you to pick a cavern and just kind of look in and see if you can see anything in there what is that it's like definitely not human i mean no there's I, to say it's a mermaid is no it's like it's something not even like that it's even trying to change shape and form while i'm looking at it yeah these are i'm gonna say a reptilian hybrid there's caverns full of eggs in here that we're getting i'm removing them as we're looking at this they're um I don't know if you want to call them sea snakes. Or I don't know. Yeah, like they look like uh, uh, eels, like big, gross yeah. eels. Yeah. Like. It's also important to never assume that the job is done. Let's say you have a cockroach infestation. You see the cockroaches and you remove them, but you know you're not done. You have to look in other places to find their breeding grounds or maybe some other dark place that they're hiding in. You have to treat the entire area. This line of work is no different. It's important that we check our work. And when I work with clients, every question I ask is very deliberate and very intentional. I wanna see what's happening through my client's eyes. This is key to our success. And then after we discover what was hiding in the water, I along with my fully vetted spiritual team, my soul tribe, I always vet them. We begin the process of permanently removing these reptilians and collapsing their caverns and tunnels so nothing else can take up residence there. It's no different than having an apartment complex and everybody moves out and you leave the doors open and the windows open and other things move in. We want to remove those spaces and I have a way to collapse them and remove them and heal them. These caverns or tunnels are used by a wide variety of different beings. It's how they can hide in plain sight. What we're clearing was a reptilian stronghold. They were all over the place and they were trying to utilize Sierra for their benefit. And to Sierra's credit, she never compromised herself. She stayed true to herself. She never sold off a piece of her soul. And she spent a lifetime, maybe more than one lifetime, doing battle with them in many different ways. The facade was to give you beautiful water so we wouldn't look underneath it. Does that make sense? Yeah. They couldn't put a facade over the whole beach, so they chose the water. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm working with a client and something seems so perfect, I know something's up. When there is perfection, we tend to be happy with things and we don't question it and we move on, right? So when there is perfection in something, the beauty is unparalleled. There's something else going on. 
And I've come to learn one thing about perfection. It can usually be a false flag. It usually masks an issue. And I'm not saying that to be negative, but when there is something that is wholly perfect, what are we missing? What are we, what is our ego trying to avoid us dealing with, for example? We're going to keep letting those soul pieces come in. I want to put another golden ring in front of our tetrahedron. And I want you to bring in, call out the names. You can do it mentally if you want of any of those women or any people that you know that have died, call them in and tell them to come into that circle because I want to make sure that we cross them over. Okay. It, you're going to do that. And I'm going to go grab a tissue. I'll be right back. The reason that I do this work is that no one, no soul, no soul piece, no soul fragment, if it's human or animal or otherwise should ever be left behind. I've even removed angels that had been soul napped as well. The dark side has implanted within humanity some rather irrational thoughts that we never question. These are program beliefs. One is that when a loved one dies, it's okay for them to hang out with us, that they have unfinished business to do maybe, or that they really aren't ready to cross over, or they don't want to cross over, or that a bad person should rot in hell. This line of thinking is what keeps us inside the matrix. Why? Because when a person dies and they leave the physical body and they do not cross over, it always gives the dark side direct access to that soul's energy. Why do you think they gave us these lines of thinking that, oh, so-and-so died young and they're not ready to cross over? Surely though that line of thinking isn't from God source energy. The God source energy, when we leave these physical bodies, wants us to go home so that we can receive the soul healing and soul restoration that we all need and deserve. And folks, I want to be perfectly clear with this. Soul healing and soul restoration will never, ever happen in the fourth dimension. It will never happen to a soul who is stuck between dimensions. It will never happen to a soul who is a ghost. Sierra had had a lot of deaths surrounding her in this lifetime, and I wanted to be really sure we didn't miss anyone. And I will never, ever leave a soldier behind. I always do everything I can to make sure that we get everyone. And just let me know what you see or sense, okay? So, um, gray, green dolphin circle around, around, around in the water and jumped out and turned into blondish. I can't tell if it's male or female. Ask who it is. Said, pre present themselves immediately. That's what happened. Yeah. Whatever. That's the first thing that came to me. You know what? Um, <clears throat> I'm putting her in a containment field right now. And I want to pour salt on her. And you tell me if she stays or shapeshifts. She turns back into the dolphin flipped your head and turned back into her again. Okay, so this is, I don't trust this being. Um, I'm requesting that my team take this being to the appropriate realm for processing right now. <laughs> what happened? What'd you see? 
Yeah. That is crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I don't think it was trying to be for your greater good, but it's not. Shapeshifters happen in all dimensions. This is one reason why I'm always vetting my spiritual team and any other being that I'm communicating with. We even have shapeshifters in our mortal world. Think about the pedophile priest that everybody loves, right? Or maybe it's a police officer or a dentist or whatever. Every profession has a shapeshifter in it. No one profession is exempt from having these shapeshifters. And then we find out that this shapeshifter that everybody loved, this beloved priest or whatever, has been raping children in the name of God. What better way to break a soul, people? What better way to disconnect us from God, right? Than to rape somebody in the name of God. Child abuse, all of these forms of abuse that many of us have endured are also ways that we need to learn how to break out of the matrix. Not every soul that is born on this planet comes from the higher realms. The dark side can also reincarnate us. This is a really important concept. It's something that people aren't comfortable thinking about. Surely every baby is heaven sent, right? Well, do you think Jeffrey Epstein was heaven sent? We need to start really ripping off the band-aid and looking at the problem closely. What Sierra witnessed was not something that is so unusual. What she saw was that there was also a living person who was haunting her. I edited out the living person's name for privacy reasons, but this living person had been haunting her and dealing with the living haunting the living is a little trickier than dealing with the dead or dealing with the dark forces haunting us. But this living person is no longer able to haunt her because again, knowledge is power. And at the end of the session, Sierra and I had a very frank and lovely and open conversation. And she mentioned to me that she has missing memories from childhood. So I offered to do a series of regressions with her. And those regressions are absolutely fascinating. And I cannot wait to share them with you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this.